Roughly on Friday around 7 o'clock, the video of the murder of Tyree Nichols was released. He was murdered by five police officers in Memphis, Tennessee. Fellas, did y'all watch the video? I did, and I watched it live as CNN was showing it. Not a chance. Not a chance. I avoided it at all costs. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I'm I'm done with watching these things, man. It's, it's just too frustrating. Invokes too much emotion. So I'll just take everybody's word for it. So, mm-hmm. Killer, obviously you was alive when Rodney King went down. Is mm-hmm. it as bad as they said with the Rodney King situation? It is uh, just because they're – so they released four videos – my wife was in y'all boat. My wife sat right there in the bed with her head in the iPad. She kind of heard the videos that they were playing, but she did not watch them. Um, but they released four videos. First video was the body cam of the initial uh, arrest. They were saying on that video that he was driving recklessly, going like going just do like driving on head on traffic, cutting people off. They're trying to get him pulled over. They immediately went into pulling him out the car. Though. It was like immediately like a thing. They went into immediate physical confrontation. And then that video pretty much ends when he's starting to run away. Um, he ran for apparently eight minutes, like they said. So the second video kind of shows that kind of them gathering themselves from losing him, cops pulling up, which way did he go, what he wearing, showing cops headed towards that direction, all that. Um, the second video ends, though, with them getting to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that area, he was like in the neighborhood, apparently three houses down from his own mother's home. Mm. Um, and that video starts off getting crazy. From there, it gets crazy to where it has the every resemblance of Rodney King. If you want me to break it down, I won't break it down like hugely detailed for those that don't want to hear it. But basically, they jumped him, you know, basically. It, it came down to... Them on video, this is what I don't understand about these situations, especially white or black, it's just cops in general. They are saying, show me your hands, give me your hands, all that. But the video clearly shows one cop pulling one arm the other one way, one cop pulling the other arm the other way. How can he give you his hands when y'all are pulling his hands and the other cops are physically trying to make him give them their hands by hitting him? Mm -hmm. So it, it was hits, it was kicks. Um, they stood him up at one point and was hitting him with haymakers. I mean, it was bad. So that all the, all that was, was, was the really, really bad stuff that I, I have to see that stuff a little bit for me just to be able to like process it. Cause I still have to like, I, like for, I wanted to know why this one happened so fast. So expedient, like every, it wasn't no cops on uh paid administrative leave while we investigate. It was like, boom, boom, boom. We here. So, mm-hmm. I um, but basically from that, um, the fourth video gets into when supposedly these paramedics come and they got fired as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they come and do a piss poor job of assessing a patient. They kind of talking to the cops, telling him to sit up. He got beat so bad, obviously that he was in and out of consciousness. So he he couldn't. I mean, his face was they hit him with the police stick. You name it, it, it was all that. Um. And he was sitting up, but you could tell, in my opinion, that he was still thinking he was getting attacked. It's lights in his face. Mm-hmm. It's people around. It's voices. He's, like, cuffed, but he's wiggling his body, trying to, like, scoot away at, at points. He's kicking his legs up in the air, like, to defend himself with no hands. Like, I've just got my legs. So he was doing all that. They're trying to talk to him like he on something, and what were you on? Mm-hmm. And it, it went to that. So one thing they also showed that I haven't heard as much being talked about is – there was up to my count eight police officers on that scene. Um, no supervisor was ever called. Um, so there's other people that were still played a part in this that did not get charged like the other five did. So it, we'll see how that goes. But so that was basically the four videos they broke down in in, uh, in this entirety. Yeah, it's important to know that they broke down for it different videos, body cam from several different officers. But on one of the body cam videos, they're saying, like you said, give me your hand, stop resisting. And, but nobody can see it because the body cam is being blocked Mm -hmm. from all the interaction that's going on. So they piece it together with like surveillance video from like a light pole or whatever. uh, The city of uh, Memphis had a 
throughout the city, kind of like Dayton does, have cameras all over around town. And one of those cameras was was able to get an overhead view with no sound, no audio, but just picture. Right, right. So it's important for people to know that. So whenever you're in a situation or some like this happens where people just take the word of the police officer for granted and like, well, the police said this, that, and the third. Well, in this situation, they were clearly lying about what was going on with Tyree because yeah. they got the video of them beating his ass. And they and they clearly like showed parts of the video, like that the point where it was eight cops there, other people had arrived. These cops, from my understanding, was like 24, 25 to like 32, 33 in that range. So they were like younger cops. Mm-hmm. And an older cop showed up and on the radio said, we got one in custody. The dudes that were involved in an initial situation kind of flipped out on him like, what are you doing? That's going to call. And he didn't he didn't finish his sentence like that. But that's going to call a supervisor to the scene. Right. And then he's saying, like, this is our situation. We, we we was handling it. Why'd you do that? So he was trying to, like, check the other, the other dude for following protocol. So it's just a lot of fishy things in that video that they made sure we saw. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, the the conversations of, like, the cops. You know how they always talk about this premeditated stuff? Like, these cops were sitting there. Uh, the one that lost him, I think he got maced. They tried to tase him and mace him or something. So he had some. He kept having water poured in his eye, and he kept saying, "I hope they beat his fucking ass." I hope they excuse my language, but they he he was being aggressive. Like I hope they catch him and whoop his ass and all that. So then when they all show up to the scene different times, those people that were involved just hopped into the whooping his ass, and they got to the point where they did the ultimate. You know what I'm saying? So it was very very tough to watch though. Yeah, and. The police chief, I um, believe her name is uh, C.J. Davis, she came out and was talking with Don Lemon on CNN, and she just basically said, yeah, this is this is horrible, and that's why they had to act so swiftly and try to be a, trying to think of the right word, um, set the precedent for when things like this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, if everybody notices, there's been protests, very little violence in Memphis because the police officer, well, the police department acted so swiftly in one firing them and then charging all five officers with second degree murder. And like you talked about, some of the paramedics got fired as well. And you yeah, were at one point were going to be become a, a correct, paramedic. Correct. That was a passion of mine for a very long time. I still read about it and look at it from a distance, but it, to see, to know that you're supposed to show up to a scene and assess the patient, not assess anything else. You know, people are going to have their what opinions of what happened and telling you this, telling you that. You got to assess what you see. And they they didn't, from what I saw on the video, they pulled out very little medical equipment. It was more flashlights. Hey, sit up. You know, he's trying to sit up from just taking what I assume to be police boots, steel toe, you know, whatever they, you know, they ain't wearing just soft Nikes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They out on their feet all day doing all that. So they in all conditions. So them, them. Just the amount of, of punishment he took and then to act like he could just sit up and talk to you after that. And he owns something for him. He, whether he was reckless driving or not, that's a ticket. That's a situation. That's a impound your car. That's not lose your life. You know right. what I'm saying? And the, with the atmosphere of everything, we as black people have the right to to be scared in those situations and and – now I'm not saying run away and react, but like the, the the fear of it is real. So people are going to react in different ways to how their situ- how their interactions with police go. So if he was in that situation and ran, that don't give y'all the right. Oh, we got to whip his ass now because he ran. You know what I'm saying like right. that's that's the climate and the whole brotherhood of police sticking together. Well, y'all brotherhood about to you know y'all all about to go down for this and, and as should because it was very 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 bad. Yeah, man, it's a very crazy situation. Um, obviously. You know, the George Floyd Justice Police Act, we're still waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah. so what's going on, Biden? Like, like, George Floyd was what going on three years ago. Mm-hmm. So what's the hold up? Man, nah, I, I'm, I'm at a loss, man. I'm at a loss for words. I'm curious to see how different this is going to play out with it all being all black officers, uh, with it being caught in 4K. Um, like you said, they, they're moving a little bit quicker than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like I said, I haven't seen the video. I I'm purposely trying to avoid it. 
it's it's hard trying to avoid it. Uh, social media will get you without the warning label. Right. A lot of the times. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this is going. You know, hopefully make some change. Um, uh, quicker. Like we need th- we need this shit now. Yeah, because this keeps happening. It keeps happening. And like I said, with it being all black officers, uh, it's gonna be treated a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Like the swiftness. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta get to the bottom of this. We can't have this. And the other thing that I did notice, like you know, normally when stuff like this happens, you always see those assholes on social media that or on the different networks that well, what did he do? Mm-hmm. Like nobody's saying that. Nobody's mm-hmm. saying that. Everybody like, Whoa, wait a minute, dude. Like this is this is this is egregious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's on the same page and that's hard. Right. <laughs> in this country for everybody to be on the same page. Everybody like, yeah, those five officers are pieces of shit. They need to be locked up. Nobody's saying uh, back to blue in this situation. Mm-hmm. I, I was worried about the, because it was around 8 o'clock-ish. There was sports on, I forget what, NBA, I'm assuming. Um, but um, I was concerned with the how they were showing these raw, uncut videos. There was a no bleeped out language. Every cuss word that was said on scene was seen on TV in this in this in this moment when they were showing it as like breaking news. Mm-hmm. And uh, the climate of like wh- what's going to happen is Memphis going to protest. Is it going to get crazy? I think the reason why it didn't is because all the details is right there, and mm-hmm. it, it ain't nobody sitting at home getting a check every other week waiting to be charged with what we know happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that even though it's black on black, they they have to start if it's hopefully this never fucking happens again, but they right. they have to start holding people accountable right then and right now like they're doing with this situation and unfortunately that is black on black. We we hate to see that, but we as black people we 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 make that face and be like, "Well, you know, hey, Wrong is wrong, right is right. You know what I'm saying, and right. and it shouldn't be Memphis. It, it shouldn't be because there were black cops and a black dude that we got a whole you know hoopla. Around. It's bad cops did bad shit, you know, and they happen to be in a town with black people. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to. That's how I'm trying to look at it. Is not it wasn't like the race thing shouldn't come into play, and in it was just five young cops making life changing decisions that was. Very, very wrong. Yeah, and, you know, they're not thinking about this in the moment, but, you know, we're always, the victims are always supposed to be thinking about, oh, comply, or, oh, you should just deal with what they said, or you shouldn't have been drinking and driving, you should have did this, you should have did that, this, this is all your fault. Well, those officers not only obviously affected Tyree Nichols and his family's lives forever, but they've also affected their family's lives forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, w- I'm sure a lot of these officers have kids and have wives and have family members. You know, they're going to be labeled for the rest of their life as well. Oh, yeah. It's going to affect a lot of people. This is five whole families. Well, six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Six whole families. So it's definitely going to be life-changing for a lot of people. Yeah, man. Uh, Another thing that I know this is like later on, like into the notes, but kind of goes into this whole situation about police brutality. We had a situation in Vandalia, Dayton. Um, where a woman was beat up by the police over a, a Big Mac. She went to McDonald's in Vandalia, wanted extra cheese on her Big Mac, didn't get said extra cheese, went back in, said, where's my extra cheese? Gets into it with the McDonald's worker. They call the police on her. She's leaving McDonald's. Police show up, put her in the headlock. I didn't a couple wa- rabbit punches. I didn't watch that video neither. I watched that by mistake. <laughs> nah, yeah. man. It's just wild, man. I didn't realize that was like here. Yeah. Shit was on TMZ the whole nine. Yeah, the, until it blew up like that. Then I'm like, oh, that's Miller Lane? Like, come on. They, like, so, it's, I, sorry for chuckling. It's, 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 it's a thing for me to be like, oh, they see us. They know, like, it's Miller Lane. We always be, you shouldn't even feel like that. You shouldn't have to even, like, say it like that. But that's right. why I was kind of, like, hesitated. Because it's like, I, I feel like people should just respect people. And we don't, we still don't have that. And people get into these authority positions that was squares in school, didn't have no friends, whatever, whatever, whatever. They might be a million things, and get into these positions, and they they wanted to expect this like dominance, respect me type power over 
And it's not just police. I mean, you had that in corporate jobs. You have mm-hmm. it in everything. And it's just people need to just respect people, man, because we get into the point now where everything on tape, everything going to come out, and right or wrong, you, people that are wrong going to be getting held accountable for it. How do these niggas get bail and how these niggas ain't flight risk? They so they they walk in the they walking free right now? Four, um, four, four to yeah. five are out on bail. Yep. Like like in all seriousness, like if I was one of them, I'd be headed for the border. Nigga, right. did you like obviously they were there. They probably rewatched the video. They're thinking to themselves, like, there's no way out of this. Right, there's no uh, way out of this. Like we think motherfuckers is singing. On Young Thug, these officers is about to be flipping on each other left and right. Oh, yeah. Because there's no way out. Two of them already said that they pleaded no contest or, like, they had their own attorneys and they pleaded in their own way because they didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wasn't the, the the ones that were physically attacking. But if you was holding up the one that was getting the gut punches and everything, like, you were part of it. Yeah. Right? Like It's the same way if... One of us, if I drive you to the bank one day, you go in there and rob it, and I you leave and we just roll out and we get pulled over and arrested, I'm culpable as well because yeah. he robbed the bank and I was the getaway driver. I didn't know that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit. Yep. It's the same shit, man. And another part about it is this happens all the time. We say this all the time. There's good police officers out there. But in the same breath, if we're driving somewhere – and the police officers behind us, everybody out there gets that pit in their stomach because we don't know if that's a good police officer or a bad police officer. He's having a bad day. He's not having a bad day. Um, I was talking to the wife about this. Um, when I go on the air every single day from 10 to 2 on Hot 129 and then 3 to 6 on ESPN, whatever's going on in my personal life, I have to turn it off mm-hmm. and turn on Jokester, turn on analyst quote-unquote because that's my job like these officers are probably bringing baggage from home baggage Mm -hmm. from another case on the job so when we're driving around and we do a rolling stop at a stop stop sign that's going to equal death one day yeah like a rolling stop is going to equal death not a ticket but death i speak on this a lot with people that i talk with about like burnout I experienced burnout from the customer service side of saying, how can I help you? Because in different parts of my adult life, parts of my working life, high school through now, I've had jobs where I've had to basically say, how can I help you? Whether I was a medic in the military helping people, whether I was a postal worker, a VA worker, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So the burnout of how can I help you got me. I've seen with my own eyes the burnout of paramedics who go through seeing death after death after death. They have mm. they have to literally find ways to find dark humor in situations to just get through them mm-hmm. as, as as like a unit. You know what I'm saying? Like you can imagine a, a paramedic having to deal with, you know, downtown Dayton mass shooting, X amount of people die, leave that scene, have to go to a heart attack where this person's grandmother just passed, have to leave that scene, go to a car wreck where this child, mom, family, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a day. Mm -hmm. And they have day after day after day after day after day, year after year of seeing that. And it gets gets to where they they have to find ways to get through them. And I I hear the little jokes like, um, you know, when I was doing ride-alongs, you might hear where, they come in and be like, man, did you hear that that fart that hit, that that body let go while we was waiting? You know what I'm saying, or, or whatever the joke may be. Mm-hmm. But that that whole camaraderie though would get people in trouble because they build that brotherhood together, and then you go through something bad. You trying to be like, well, let me try to help him not lose his shit. I know what he got going on. It like you said, they all got lives. That shit just. It's, it's a problem with them. It's almost like fraternities and sororities with hazing. Like it's, it's it's a problem with them having to burn out, not leaving the job, and then going into a scene and just flipping, losing it. And that's what kind of felt like these cops just uh, right around what he was doing. They immediately went to level ten. Yeah, and, and there's no evidence of reckless driving. They said they haven't found any evidence of that. That's yeah. So that's the. Even scarier part are exactly. these dudes just randomly like, yeah, there's a car, let's pull them over and whoop his ass. Y'all got cameras all over town because we see that. We've seen the overhead views of what y'all, so y'all have to have something if he was reckless driving through your town. There's a camera somewhere, and if you can't find it, what was this whole thing about? 
crazy, man. So we just want to send love and light to Tyree Nichols Absolutely. and his family. Mm-hmm. You can't make this up, podcast. Drop that knowledge on me. I could not make this up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. DJ Killer Kid. Boss. And uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, and A. Dizzle. You can't make this up podcast, Kevin Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode 330, baby. Who they? I'm just getting right to it. Oh, well, <laughs> well, fuck the week, huh? Nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a little excited. It's championship Sunday, baby. Yeah, we're going to post this today because we're going to be making our championship game predictions. So mm-hmm. we want them on wax yeah. so everybody can hear if we're right or if we're wrong. Yeah. So yeah. do we have our original picks? Yeah, because I, I have know. to dig those up. I know that uh, the me and Kev had a clean sweep of the uh, Final Four per se. Yeah, um, Dizzle had Buffalo. I know, hater. Um, <laughs> and then I know that I want to say somewhere. I'm trying to find the audio. I said somewhere, whether it was on tape or not, I said that I think it was going to be 49ers and Bengals and the chip. So I'm still holding on to that, but. Well, shit, we we here now. We yeah, here now. We I'm here ready. now. I'm, I'm hype. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm hype. So, so who's the first game? Is it KC and Bengals' first game of the day? No, it's Philly and 49ers' first game, 3 o'clock. You really, I, you really I, don't be watching. Nah. <laughs> I got Philly. I got Philly. Uh, Black QB? You already know. <laughs> you already know. I am rooting for Mahomes, uh, Hurts, Super Bowl. That would be that would be ideal. Um, but nah, Brock Purdy's young quarterback, I think it stops here. I think he's had a good run. I actually put money on him to win rookie of the year. So I hope this, you know, I know it's a regular season award, but I feel like they be thinking about like the playoff performance when they make them decisions. So hopefully Brock Purdy plays good, but ultimately Eagles. Did you put your money where your mouth is? Oh, yeah. Oh, you still in the gambler. No, no, You still a gambler. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I put my money on, on Brock to get the rookie of the year weeks ago. Okay. So no, I didn't put. I don't have the 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 gambling apps no more. <laughs> you let them go. I let them go. Let them go. I told you, I'm not downloading them until the NBA playoffs. Fair enough. I am rolling with the Philadelphia Eagles in Game One. I think Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown have a big game. I got a nice little parlay going on with that. Shouts out to FanDuel and DraftKings. <laughs> and unfortunately for one of our compadres here mm-hmm. on this podcast, I have. The Kansas City Chiefs beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Shouts out to all my people from the 513. Shouts out to all my people down there in Houston that are from Cincinnati that represent the Bengals. But I'm sorry. I just can't believe that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs four times in a row. That's very difficult. Very difficult. I think it's going to be a great game. I think both teams are going to ball out of control. I think it's going to be one for the ages. But I just don't see it. I just Even can't. with Hurt Mahomes? Yeah. Everybody want to see these Kelsey brothers in the chip, huh? And then, I mean, on the flip side, I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is going to be able to hold up. At some point, just like you said about Brock Purdy, at some point he's going to play like a rookie quarterback. He's the he's going to mm-hmm. pumpkin, gonna turn into the pumpkin. That same thing goes for the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line with three-fifths of your offensive line being backups. That so I would, think that's that the time. That would have been a concern for me if they didn't just give up one sack against Buffalo. Fair though. enough. So for them to have a game that they had against Buffalo, that shows that at least they they back up ready. They back up ready. And it's only two games left, so what you doing it for if you ain't giving it your all? So I I think babyface killer, he got it. <laughs> We got we got the uh, Burrow Head Stadium tonight. So are they gassing him up a little too much? Uh oh, uh oh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Uh oh, nah, I've been seeing little videos of him doing the Steph Curry pass, turn around. <laughs> don't even watch fire, it. Though. That yeah. shit was fire though. That shit was fire. That's why I don't think that because we was like three and thirteen the year that we got you know drafted him, and 
when our offensive change with the coach and him, things things are in line for him to start. Like this, this is the step. I think if he get us to the chip and get the chip, we now pass level one. We on to the he young the, the young young baby face killer. I need to see it, man. Cause they, how many years is he? Is he like four or five years? This is third year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So rightfully so then, cause he been balling. He been balling. But yeah, he, he got to get over that hump. I say this year, because they've been gassing that nigga up. That nigga trending every every week. The ladies love him. I'm hating a little. <laughs> I'm hating a little bit. Yeah, I th- little I th- hate, little hate. I, th- I think my wife's starting to watch the Bengals with a different eye. <laughs> Cause she she's tuned in with me faithfully now, and I'm like, what's going on here? She's looking at the highlights, wanting to see him on the sideline. She's tuned in. I'm like, oh shit, he coming in and Gucci she got slides in the whole nine. That's man. all right. Shout out to Coco Jones. What up, Coco? Jones? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's gonna be a great game. So once again, I got Philly versus Kansas City in the Super Bowl. You got? I got 49ers versus Cincinnati. I got the black QBs. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think I sent y'all that clip, right, about the question, 08 LeBron versus today's Luka. Y'all, did y'all see that clip, I right? Saw, I, saw, I saw it on your Twitter, mm-hmm. and I was my heart was hurting because it's really happening in real break time. Break that down. Bro, break that time. down. Break that down for me. So, you know, a lot on this podcast, we, we joke about the age difference and the different eras and music and sports and... As the youngin on the pod, <laughs> um, you know, I've been a LeBron stan for as long as he's been in the league. And Luka's great, but to see the younger generation start to champion Luka over certain year LeBron is blasphemous, man. It's crazy. So now do you see what I be trying to say? What you be trying to say? Let me. I be what trying, you be trying to, to tell say? you this, bro. I be trying to tell you this, bro. No matter how much you think you're open-minded about everything, the guy, your guy, you're going to hold on him like a teddy bear. You're going to clutch it, and ain't nothing going to change that. No matter what the young people say, no matter how much the game has changed, mm-hmm. no matter how much easier it is for Luka to score the basketball than it was for LeBron James in 08, People of the next generation are going to say, look at his stats. Look what he's doing. Look at mm-hmm. this. And you're going to have proof because you watched it in real time. You watched what LeBron did in real time in yeah. 08, and you're watching what Luka is doing in real time. And you know for a fact that, man, Luka has the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. Every single possession. Luka controls the whole game, and that's great. It looks familiar, though, right? Yeah. And so when people of a different generation try to explain, like, well, the game was totally different when Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant play or this player or that player, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. And it's kudos to LeBron. It's kudos to LeBron that he's still in the league playing at a high level at year 20, balling out of control, had a great game last night. Referees, Mm -hmm. whoo, man, somebody's going to get fired. Can (laughs) Go ahead. Can they say that... The basketball is different from LeBron 08 to now, though. Hell yeah! It, it, mm-hmm. It's still, it's still, it, it, but they were still chucking up the threes. It was, it was not ch- like that. It was, ch- it was changing. It was not like that. Like LeBron in 08, it was still like if a game is in the 115s, man, it was a high scoring game last night. Today, right. okay. yeah, like we're hitting 130. Like, look, I, yeah, yeah, we're hitting 130 <laughs> regardless. And like, that's what I be saying. Like, when these randos are scoring uh, uh, 20 points, like it's easy to score. It's easy the to score. Is gone. Okay. It, it is. It is a one yeah. dude control the whole game, and that's great for him. Yeah. All you got to do is stand in this corner and hit threes the entire game. So that's my whole point. My point about it wasn't to say like one was better than the other. I will. Definitely take LeBron James 08 over Luka any day, but this is how it starts. Yeah. So, and probably like whenever LeBron eventually retires within the next three to four years, the push for the next guy has already started before he's out of the league. Yeah. So just get ready. I'm, so basically, I, yeah. whatever I was saying, you're going to be saying. I feel you now. <laughs> After watching that video and literally hear them really discuss how Luka is this, that, and the third better in this way, and, and them not really. It was somebody on there that gave LeBron his props, yes. but I can see it. I can see it happening now. 
And another thing, and this is what frustrates me about basketball, nobody cares about defense until they have to care about defense because it is Ole with Luka. Mm. Look at whenever Luka and the Mavs play Portland. Dame goes crazy (laughs) because he can't guard him. And that's another thing. I love Dame Lillard. He just dropped 60 on on 21 to 29 shots. His shots are super easy, man. It's super easy for him because he got the ball all the time. And I love it. They looking for him off, to, off <laughs> the, you know, as soon as they cross the half court line, is if either he got it or where he at. Yeah, it is <laughs> the Bel Air offense. Pass it to Will. Yeah. Uh, on, but that's the crazy part. Every team has that, and every team should not operate like that. So, like, I think like a lot of these stats are super inflated, but it is what it is. Errors mm-hmm. change time mm-hmm. after time. Speaking about LeBron James, last night. Versus Celtics, I guess NBA was pushing rivalry rivalry week, if I can say it correctly. Uh, didn't know that was a thing in the NBA, but it was last night. Great game. Uh, LeBron drives Great the lane. Great games all around. Yeah. Great games yeah. all around. LeBron yeah. drives the lane. It's tied at 105. Obviously, Jason Tatum fouls him, and LeBron goes full. Denzel Washington, give me my Oscar mode. Man, I was watching the I watched the whole game and yeah. the so for the play before that they did a late call on yes. Patrick Beverly on uh, on uh Brown. Brown on Jalen Brown yep. a late call late late call that looked like it really wasn't even a foul didn't look like it was a foul but it, it ultimately they they did the replay he hit him on the head so okay refs are watching refs are you know close ass game prime time next possession down LeBron literally is about to take it to the hoop. Which is what I've been screaming for him to do in these clutch situations. Mm-hmm. Like, quit trying to do the step back three. <laughs> he gets fouled twice. Yeah. Brogdon fouls him. And then Tatum chucks him on the arm that is literally laying the ball up. Yeah, and the ref misses it. And then he goes into a full-blown 6'8", 240 Punching Tantrum. of the air. Like, he was trying to grab air. He looked like Trey in Boys in the Hood. Yeah. yeah. I almost, I, I yelled. I was like, get up, nigga. <laughs> and his teammates was like patting him to get him up. This nigga got his head down. This he, nigga's he was squeezing fetal and, position. And, and, and doing like stretch, like the full body leg stretch, extendo. Ah, like just I'm losing like, it. And then had to, had, had to get down and pray for 30 seconds and breathe, but. He had every right. I mean, that was a full-blown foul. But it won me my bet because <laughs> shout to Pat Bev for walking the camera over to the yes. ref. Hitting the ref with the, hey, foul. And the ref hit him with the hit him with the T, Tatum free throw. I win the bet. What the hell was Pat Bev thinking? Like, that's Pat Bev, though. Pat, that's going to be a 50 k they going to raise. That's not going to be 25. That's a suspension, bro. That ain't going to be 25. Yeah, that's going to – they going to – they gonna up that one. Yeah, he's gonna get hit with the whammy. But I think another person that needs to get hit with the whammy is that officiating crew. I've always said this, and I'm slowly but surely changing my mind on this. I've always said that, you know, bad calls are a part of the game. We have humans refereeing in this game. We don't have robots. You know, you're gonna miss some calls. Kind of is what it is. We have the luxury of being at home on our HD TVs, can rewind, and we're showing a replay for every which angle the referee only has one angle but at some point especially now that betting is legal in a lot of different states Mm -hmm. this shit has to get better they or the referees need to be held accountable it can't be the two-minute report up sorry we missed the call that's it and but the game still stands as is like i'm slowly but surely going to the other side of like we need to make these referees held accountable because there's too many circumstances where Bad calls at the end of games, not just NBA. We saw this with uh, Ohio State versus Clemson and that ball game where one of our best defenders got thrown out the game on on a bogus call or a strip sack scoop and score that was overturned to go the other way. Like a lot of these referees are about to start feeling some heat because a lot of people are losing not only these games and and fandom and they're losing money. And they ain't trying to extend the time that it takes to play these games because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take them to be like, well, we might have to be here another half hour. We might have to, you know, extend some of these expected times because if you're going to allow, like, they had a challenge where um, 
uh, Brown dropped to the hole. They said AD fouled him, and it was very minimal contact. Both teams had challenges in the second half, I think fourth quarter, that were successful mm-hmm. because it wasn't a foul. Right. And it was called a foul, and it would have impacted the game. So if we're trying to get calls right, we might have to be there for seven, eight replays in a tight game mm-hmm. where things are happening. That that just might have to be what it is. And these powers that be, you know, they're trying to stick to programming. They, yeah. You know more well, way better than I. Got to so, get these commercials in, bro. Yeah, we got to stick to this. <laughs> Before to, the top of the hour. Exactly. So some of these formatting and how things are done are going to have to have some wiggle and change if they want to start having these be right because it's going to take a full-blown open season of let's just get the calls right. And yeah. that's what it's going to end up taking. Adam, Adam Silver got some explaining to do, man, because uh, this is going to be the biggest basketball topic at you know top of the week on yeah. top of uh, the integrity of the sport, man. Yeah. Because you know – uh, I know y'all saw the Jaron Jackson shit where the yes. bookkeeper is cooking his numbers. Like, stat padding, mm. giving him steals and blocks that the nigga didn't, wasn't even in the vicinity for. And you know that's a parlay that that bookkeeper got on, on, on lock right now. Facts. Right. Facts. Facts. And, and that's what I've been saying, man. Not only that, but the rules are ch- changed. Like, with an assist, a assist used to be, hey, I pass you the ball, you make a shot. Now I can pass you the ball, you can do two moves and shoot it, and I get an assist. Like all these subtle changes to mm-hmm. the sport skew stats. And since we're so stat driven nowadays, like that's why the triple double is so watered down. Randos get triple doubles, nobody talks about it. I mean, yeah. once Russ averaged a triple double for the regular season, it seemed like, it just don't matter no more because mm-hmm. the way the game is called and the way you can just get an assist, basically like a hockey assist nowadays. Yeah. So it's crazy. Another thing came down in the NBA. We got the uh, NBA All-Star Game starters, but a dope party is is going full pickup basketball. They are picking the rosters before the game. Forget mm-hmm. this two weeks in advance. They are picking it the day of the game. Y'all like that? Y'all don't like that? What's good? I do. That's taking it back to how everybody learned the game. You mm-hmm. know, everybody had to go through the process of not getting picked. Everybody had to go through the process of you want to get off the court and you don't want eight straight. You know, so saying like it's king of the court. You know, saying that that's what it comes. That that whole playground basketball atmosphere, I think, will help this. So I'm I'm all for it. Right then and there, let's pick the teams and let's go. So for sure, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, me too, man. And they still got the Elam ending, uh, whatever the score is at a certain amount of time, plus 24, RIP Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. is the winner of the game. Fellas, how was the week, though? Dizzle? Uh, I told y'all I was in a basketball league. I did not tell y'all that a nigga got injured, though. Oh, no. Bro, first drive of the game, went oh. for the layup, came down on my knee. I felt that motherfucker buckle. <laughs> I don't know if I heard it pop, but I definitely felt something. Um, went down, holding my shit. Uh, came out the game. They gave me a little ice pack. Ended up going back in the game. He a soldier, folks. <laughs> I had to do it for my team. You know, <laughs> we still lost. <laughs> but then that next fucking week, bro, I was like knee in the air, ice. Icing it with frozen peas. Like, I had the heating pad on it. Bro, was going through it to the point where I'm like, damn, what's going on? Uh, The game, that week's game ended up getting canceled. So I was like, perfect. I get another week to rest. Uh, Rehab this motherfucking knee because we got a game today. I done bought a knee brace. Like, I'm in there. You going? You there? I'm uh, For sure. I can't miss it, bro. Mamba mentality, bro. (laughs) But nah, that's about it. Just been chilling. Um... Yeah, I ain't nothing going on right now. Just how's the missus? Isn't she good? Uh, she all right. She's doing better, but she's still going through the the symptoms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she man. be having headaches. Uh, she be throwing up when she brush her teeth. She's still you know in round one of the, like trimester one. Nah, so she's in the second trimester. So, yeah, it's getting, it's cooking. Everything's yeah. cooking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's about it. Dope killer. Uh, how was my week? Um, it was pretty much regular. We getting ready for Valentine's Day over at the good old Edible. Um, actually had two pretty big things that kind of was presented to me that I'm not ready to announce yet, but uh, hoping those come to fruition. I will share with y'all when we done. Um, 
but uh, has some things that were, you know, presented to me and hopefully are will be beneficial and helpful. And other than that, um, booked a few gigs. I, I booked a uh, a high school or like elementary school like party, and I booked the birthday party. Um, so, uh, other than that, man, just kids. My my oldest is uh all in practice. Kia had a uh, skating adventure for her first time yesterday, so she training with the. With the hold me rack and the, mm-hmm. and the skates getting busy, so we've just been active with the fam and and life, but just a regular, regular degular week. Your oldest had a birthday, right? Oh shit, that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> she did. That was like, yeah, you're right. That was Monday. <laughs> so my oldest is now 15 years old. She is uh, a great 15 year old. She's doing very very well. Very active. Reminds me a lot of myself, and that's kind of why I took that one kind of hard. Um, 15 is a age for me where I decided to take a leap of faith and uh, cross over into adulthood. So, uh, <laughs> oh god! So that's a number that's uh, near and dear to my heart. So now that my daughter's that age, I'm kind of like, oh shit, getting oh real. <laughs> I started doing push-ups this week. You're stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm out here. I'm getting ready. Get ready. Stay ready. Running, ready. running the streets. Kill us. Oh, no. Oh, no. We definitely, we're not having that conversation yeah. on this podcast. I appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> definitely. That's something you can have at the killer household, Dwight, bro. Uh, good luck to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not ready. Uh, as for your boy, Super Chill Week, um, yesterday was A1. Yesterday was my type of day. Nice. Where I got a lot of shit done. So, started the day out. By going to the gym. Activity rings be letting me know. I'll be seeing <laughs> Hit up the gym Saturday. Came home. Had a nice hearty breakfast. Wife cooked French toast. Scrambled eggs. I made some home fries. And then we watched You People. Y'all familiar with that movie? <laughs> Uh-oh! <laughs> <laughs> Big bloop. Hell no. I liked it. That's my kind I, of, That, that my shit kind of was humor. big funny. My kind big of funny. We watched it. We laughed. Then we had a small little outing. We would hit up the uh, the green. Wife had to do some returns. So I was like, okay, really don't want to. But you know what? Let's get out the house. It's nice outside. Got out the house, got some fresh air. Came back home, then watched another movie. House Party. No, God. it's not on the fire stick. Can't find it, unfortunately. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, Friday night after we got off work and everything, got home, it was like, yo, let's go see House Party. The next showing wasn't until like 1030. Mm. So it was only showing at 315 and 1030. That right there shows me that movie. <laughs> I've heard. It's Tridash. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. But according to the times and the unavailability to watch the movie, people ain't fucking with it. The, the, so it's Tridash. The same sound Dizzle just made for you people is the same sound my coworker came in and made asking me if I seen House Party. He said he didn't even finish it. Damn. I said, damn, damn, bro. It's all right. It's cool. <laughs> he, had, he was going to defend LeBron to the end. <laughs> right. And you people was all right. I, I just, I didn't like it though. Why'd you like it? I thought the jokes was just, it was forced. I had to Google Jonah Hill, that nigga, forty years old. He's still playing the same kid character. Like the way that they was, the way he was acting was a childish. Like you, you a grown ass man. He's socially awkward, sir. Man, you forty, you forty years old acting like. Uh, well, he played a thirty five year old. He played the thirty five year old in this film. Man, he Even was acting he like fifty. It sounded like a super. It was a super bad character. And grown that, up. Grown up. <laughs> but then um I just felt the jokes was just forced awkwardness. Like they was they was just being awkward forcibly to be funny. And I just the, for the whole movie that wasn't it for me. I feel you. I feel you. Uh it seemed like a lot of ad libbing. Seemed mm-hmm. like, hey, here's the scenario. Go. Yeah. That mm-hmm. scene that scene was seemed like. But I thought this shit was funny. Uh especially uh every time Eddie Murphy <laughs> <laughs> to see when he's trying to get them to say niggas in Paris. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. And yeah. then when they was at the uh, barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's white cuz? Nigga, I was weak, <laughs> nigga. I had a good time with that, man. Definitely. Yeah, I enjoyed it for sure. So we talked about this kind of like in the intro with McDonald's about the young lady that got the rabbit punch put on her at the McDonald's. 
in Dayton, Ohio, and it made TMZ another situation going on at a local McDonald's in the city, man. Apparently, employees at the Moraine McDonald's are taking pictures of people's credit card information, and they got busted. Wow. Front and back. Get that number. Get that security number. These niggas out here on StockX. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because they said they were juveniles. Because you already know that's what we do. We yeah. go buy sneakers off the of StockX. Yeah. Can't even go to McDonald's. That's crazy. Crazy. So the question is, are y'all going to start going to McDonald's with cash now? So you know one thing that has really changed? I use my Apple Watch faithfully to the point where I'm the person where I don't even like to wait in the drive through if I'm doing that. I want to go in. So I'll just go in. Do do Apple Watch. We ain't gotta do no card. So that helped me a lot. I use that anywhere I can. I use my Apple Watch. So that's one thing that I step that I've took because I'm very mindful of those situations. I've had in, in my uh, younger military years had a situation where I had a car that needed to be fixed, and the place took advantage of me and mm. ran, ran up my car, mm. charged me for parts that I wasn't even ordering, didn't even need. Had to get my whole chain of command involved. It was a thing. So ever since then, I've been really just, I'll I'll literally, not to like throw my whole uh, my whole secrets out, but I'll have a, a pot that the money goes in, and then I have cards that I can sell from that pot, and that's where I'll put the money for that day. So mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a daily, if I need, I know I'm going to need gas, I'm going to need groceries, I'll move over 150 to this card. That's what I got for the day. The pot of where it all go, I don't use that card. Mm-hmm. Or nothing. That's that's a car that I just keep my my money secure in. No Apple subscriptions is coming out. No, uh, no apps. Nothing. Just straight the pot. This is a feather in the cap for those people out there that still carry cash, that still pay for shit with money orders and things of that nature. Because it's the trust factor. You're literally handing somebody your entire bank account. Yeah. Or if you're handing them a credit card, whatever your credit limit is. Every single time you make a swipe, every single time you make a purchase at whatever store, because I've seen all those uh, the scammers down there in Florida got the the ones that um, can get your information if, whenever you tap or whatever. So every time you do that, you're putting yourself at risk. Now, those people that still use cash, like, this is the bell that they ring. Like, see, I told you. Mm-hmm. I told you this motherfuckers out here trying to get you. That, so that, it's scary. That, that's my job. People call all day every day and read, read me their whole 16-digit number. Their Never. expiration, Never. their security code over, <laughs> the, over the phone 30 times a day. Y'all going to do a Palm Pay? What's that? It's uh, something I saw online. It's like you got to uh, go to like an Amazon One kiosk, register your checking account, and then it scans your palm, like your fingerprint. Just You scan both palms so at certain... Uh, Amazon stores, you know, in California, you got this mm-hmm. store where ain't no employees. Yeah. You go in there, grab your shit, scan your palm, and you pay for it that way. So no Apple Pay, no cash, no Just credit, your hand. About to get the microchip put in my <laughs> wrist, too. I mean, I say no, but eventually I'm sure that's going to be the way of the land. Then you're going to see cats walking around with bags of hands and they shit trying to get <laughs> Damn. The, the fake hands trying to get that's one. That's funny. Of Shit, I mean, in the, all the super sci-fi movies in the future, it used to be like the the retina scam. So mm-hmm. they going straight hand scan now, huh? Yeah, yeah. man, future is here. Another we- situation out there at McDonald's, man. So a customer was mistakenly given five thousand dollars in cash. This dude returned the money, received two hundred dollars in cash, and free McDonald's for a month. I guess it was supposed to be the money for the night drop mm-hmm. that they accidentally gave him. Stupid question. Y'all have kept the money, right? Uh, I would have had to think about it. And if it was $5,000, i am like, man, what would Jesus do? <laughs> Jesus would have gave me this money to go spend somewhere, man. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really don't because that's never happened to me. All the times I've been to McDonald's, how come that ain't never happened to me? I'm If I'm out of town, I'm going to the next McDonald's. I'm, I'm just riding off and we're just going to eat the next stop. If I'm at home, I'm probably dropping that off. I don't know why. That's just that's how I would really handle that. Cause I had a situation happen to me on the road. I've said this before. I'll make it real quick. Coming home from Oklahoma to Dayton, driving home, I get to a gas station. There's a guy looking for something in his car. As I get out, I don't 
think nothing of it. I just see him looking for something. I'm walking in. There's a dollar bill rolling down the street and rolling right down by my feet. I pick it up, put it in my pocket, go in, pay for my gas, get on down the road. I get all the way to Ohio, reaching that pocket. It was $1 and three fifties. The dude that was looking for his shit mm. was looking, that's probably what he was looking for. Yeah. I didn't realize, but it blew from the opposite direction. So I just grabbed it and killed I felt so bad. I would have gave him his money. I wouldn't like, but. That much money, here you go, bruh. But yeah, a dollar, I'm going to yeah, keep your five shit. But we talking, we talking about 5K. I'm, I'm looking at like, yo, bills paid till May. <laughs> and you know what I'll probably keep it Now that I think about it Cause it's not a person I'm not taking a person's money It's make, McDonald's You know what I'm saying They, they, they got day, it baby. Yeah they Make they, that in an hour They, they not hurting Every day right What is it Over one billion served And then I saw that video He came back to the car He was doing like a live He came back and was like They offered me three Or free McDonald's for a month And that was like Kinda it And then apparently As he was driving off They stopped him And gave him $200 So he Got a couple hundred in McDonald's for a month. So he. <laughs> so I also had a friend at Miami University, Miami of Ohio, his freshman year, walking through a parking lot, found $6,000 in a manila envelope. It was a class that was going on a trip. The teacher had the money, lost it, get into the car. He returned it and made the news, blah, 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 blah. So there are good people out there. I just be thinking, bag of money. Is it drug money? Do I know whose money this is? Like I, I don't want them problems. That's what I be thinking. You don't want you don't want te- uh, Terry and them at the door in a couple of days, BMS style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Facts, man. We got some quick hitters before we slide up out of here, man. Uh, you brought it up, BMF, man. Did anybody watch episode four? Tell me you watched it. Nah, I didn't. Damn, I didn't, damn, I didn't. damn. Because I'm so ready to say what I wanted to say. We're we're all kind of right if you think about it. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. So we get a Lala scene. Is that, <laughs> is that what we talk about? We all kind of right. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it when I get back. After, after your hoops game? No, no. Hoops is later on. I need to uh, clear my mind, watch some Lala on BMF. So I do have to get say, me, right? me and my wife talked about it. It was funny. We know what we thought was going to happen with Lala. We thought we was gonna, I thought we was going to get a... A tit, a la la tit scene. Y'all were saying no, I believe, because of the teenage son. Yeah, I'll say this, Dizzle. That's all I'm gonna say. We got side boob. Mm. <laughs> I can deal with that side boob. And it was at a distance where the teenager would not have an issue at school. Mm, so all okay. is fair. We we all won. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> FDA proposes annual COVID shots. I'm already good. No. <laughs> no, you don't got to read no more. I don't know what you got in the notes. No, I'm good. And plus, annual, you getting them three, four times a year. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. I'm ready for the next booster. <laughs> I'm good. I just got it for the first time, so I'm good for another 40 years. So I'm good to go. Wait, you just got it? That was my first time ever having it. Oh, I thought you were talking about the shot. You no, talking about. I'm okay. talking about like, like I, got, I got the immune system now. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm solid. Okay. 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 All right. So Netflix, we've been hearing this for a while, man. Netflix is planning on banning share uh, password sharing, and they said it's going into effect this March. Now, mm. some of us have Netflix. Some of us watch shows a different way. But I am the Netflix person in my family. My brother's about to get cut off, and he's not too pleased. Mm. So how should I handle this situation? Because they said they're going to charge me more. So I just be like, hey, oh. man, just just shoot me 10 bucks a month and we Gucci. That ain't going to work, man. You just got to change your password. <laughs> <laughs> change your password. You got to take care of the fam. You say take care of the fam. So you're telling him to foot the bill. What's 10 more dollars to keep in the peace? I, I tell Ooh. you this. I tell you this. I talk about my brother on this podcast a lot. That nigga make a lot more money. Than all three of us can buy. Right. Mm. <laughs> and I'm footing the bill for the Netflix for years. So, yeah, he can pay for it then. It's time for the shoe to go on the other foot. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, is it no sharing altogether, or can you like upgrade your plan, get the five? Yeah, like, plan? like, yeah, you can. So, okay. so when, like, so my mom signed up for Netflix and has all of our faces when we go on there, it's four or five faces on there. But that's how she initially signed us up. <laughs> So whoever the originator is, it's just that one now. The other ones that are added on is all gone. 
I'm not 100% sure. So, like, they're going to implement something where, like, it asks you questions. Like, uh, what's your zip code or things of that nature. Mm. So, basically, like, I live in Dayton, Ohio. My brother lives in Las Vegas. You're not in Las Vegas and in Dayton at the same time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, So like, you guys would be totally different. Like, you guys live, like, 15, 20 minutes away. Like, all right, whatever. Right. But, like, something like that, that's, I think that's what they're trying to crack down on, like, blatant cheating. I would definitely have to be... In your kind of like same same situation because my mom been paying for it for so long, and then I turned my mom on the YouTube TV mm-hmm. and she started paying for that too. So I can at least pay for Netflix if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> They've been saying this for a while though, and they also been talking about commercials for a while, and I ain't seen that one commercial on Netflix. So do you have Netflix? Yeah, it come with my cell phone plan. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> they eating off of me. They, I'm a, I'm gonna have to change my password because I got about four people on them. That motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so they say the company is expected to make over $720 million from making these changes because they're saying people are going to sign up for them. I would tell Netflix two things to better your product. One, start releasing episodes weekly like a lot of the other streaming platforms do because that keeps people around. When you release all your episodes at once, motherfuckers just binge watch them and that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have a reason to just keep it. And then two... Come with some better shows. Like, a lot of the shows on there are reality TV shows now. And, like, only reason I'm sticking around is, like, one show in particular that's coming on um, that I got addicted to that's got, like, a third season that's about to come on. It's called, uh, what is it called? Otter Banks. It's a corny show. I still watch it. <laughs> uh, so, once that's over and Stranger Things eventually comes and goes, what are you what do you have to keep me sticking around month after month to say, like, oh, I'll just watch this in the background until this comes back on? If they do more of these, I saw Tony Rock posted that Chris Rock has an outrage streaming live on Netflix March 4th, yeah. 10 Eastern. So if they get into the live streaming and we getting some live things happening in that space, I think that would be pretty dope. They better have their servers together because niggas log on Man. and they can't watch. It's they be will versus, be yeah. big mad. <laughs> big mad. They better be right. Uh, last thing for me, Complex ranked 21 Savage as the best rapper alive in 2022. 21. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, did, they went all the way back to 1979 from the year that hip-hop started. Obviously, Drake's won a billion times. Snoop's won a couple times. Uh, Jay-Z's won a couple times, Biggie's won, Tupac, and all that type of stuff. Where do y'all see 21 in today's landscape as the best rapper alive in 2022? Mm, I think that was I think that was accurate. You know, he was as on the heels of, um, he had a good 2021, didn't mm-hmm. he? He had 21. But uh, a little lot. baby one that year. Okay, I'm trying to think of the year the song with J. Cole came out. Um... Cause that was probably the biggest song of that year. Um, him doing the feature with Drake, he done a ton 21. of ton of fe- <laughs> ton of features. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think anybody had a bigger 2022 than 21. I still would have put Lil Baby up there. I thought so. His he, album so, was so you you can only win once. Is that what? It no, is? no. You can. Oh, so it is what it whoever is. Whoever had the hottest year each year, basically, who was the best? I mean. He had a hot year though. You can't deny it. No mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt. But it's just so, so hard not to put Drake up there. Even though that that dance album bullshit that he had was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, to the masses. Drake is still Drake. Drake is definitely still Drake. But yeah, twenty twenty one has separated himself from that class. I know he's been in the game for what eight years, seven years now. Like going strong. Reaching new heights. I think, like you said last week, going on tour with with Drake. Yeah. I need need tickets to that. So Drake's run for the best rapper alive started in 2011, 2012. Then Kendrick in 2013. Definitely agree with that. Nicki in 2014. Drake Mm -hmm. again, 15. You almost could get it to him every time he released something. Basically, Chance mm-hmm. the Rapper in 16. Uh, Kendrick again in 17. Starting to see a theme here. <laughs> um, Pusha T in 18. 
the baby in nineteen. Okay, they seem like they're getting it, getting it pretty right. Little yeah. baby in twenty, and Tyler Creator in twenty one. So I was wrong. So it was Tyler Creator. I like that album. Uh, it wasn't yeah. Ego. Or it was a uh, Call Me If You're Lost. I really like that album. That shit was dope. But, yeah, but yeah, they got it right. I ain't, ain't mad at it. who. Who are you saying then? Push a T again? <laughs> I'm biased, so my opinion don't count. I'm biased about Pusha T and J. Cole. That LeBron thing we was talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think I think they, I, I think mean, they I got think it's right. fair. I think I think all I look back at all the uh all the years that they put up there, I mean, compelling arguments for everybody. I mean, it's Facts. just really about, you know, preference and taste of music, who you think the best rapper alive is. But I mean, there's no denying that twenty one had a hell of a hell mm-hmm. of a run. You know what I'm saying? He's in the middle of a run. I mean, he's always making songs with J. Cole. Obviously got the joint album. Right now with Drake, they're gonna go on tour, and that shit's gonna be absolutely crazy. They doing stadium dates, so if you got tickets, you one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, last thing I want to shout out for the pod is we started something new this week. We got the Facebook Live jumping off. Yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 yeah. If y'all listening to us audio in the coming up weeks and coming up episodes, make sure y'all try to check in and see y'all see the live video as well. We gonna you know trying to branch out and do something else and. Keep the keep the ball rolling. So shouts to everybody that viewed us on the live today. Definitely appreciate the love. You can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Who they?